Poodle is someone at the door at Southern Charm. Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens. Talking about folks living way above their means. They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing. And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen. Bravo, that is Southern Charm. Sweet tea. Well, Cameron is the sweetest, and Austin is a tool. Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool. Craig is playing lawyer, Eliza's playing games. There's a lot of other blonde girls. We forget their names. Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. It is. You might want to pick up the microphone. Yeah. Y'all, Poodle is just... I was just, just going to do the show. You were just talking in, your, you were talking in your coffee cup, actually. <laughs> that tells you where... Breaker, po- breaker, one, nine. Breaker... Hello, coffee. I miss you when you're not here. Wow. Y'all, we sound like... United and it feels so good. Y'all, we're doing an early morning show. That's why we sound like drag queens. It's nine in the a.m., which... You know what? For a lot of you people out there in our sissy squad, it's not I, it's not early. I know it's nine a.m. and you've already gotten your kids up for school. You did some work. You, you gave your husband a BJ because I, you felt bad about something. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, just I bet those morning BJs are the worst. I bet they pro- they just smell like swamp butt down there. <laughs> they haven't and showered. You yet. haven't brushed your teeth. But you're like, you know what? We've all been there. And you know he'll bring you something after work. Like bacon. <laughs> Ooh. Because everybody Boy, loves bacon. That was a glimpse into your your uh, your world. Yeah, tell me your eyes didn't light up when I said bacon. Maybe. <laughs> it's true, y'all. So this is the reunion. Y'all, so welcome this to Southern Charm Reunion. Tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea reunion. I'm Maddie. Sweet tea. Not a reunion for us because we see each other Every goddamn day. Ooh, feels like more. Um. Uh. This is the Southern Charm reunion, that's part cool. one. Yep, and that's Poodle part two over is there. next week, and I'm here. Um, I'm Poodle. This is part one, and Ooh. with these six incredibly somewhat likable people, <laughs> somewhat likable, and maybe with the exception of Shep, um, who really has no more redeeming qualities left. I mean, <laughs> he is oh. Oh, he's a terrible human being. We, you know what? He's just—he's just broken. He's re—he needs—he needs a complete restart, life-wise. Well, you look—you know what? And I want to thank <clears throat> one of our Sissy Squad members. By the way, y'all, if y'all aren't on our private Facebook group, the Sissy Squad, you should join. We just uh, two hundred members. Yeah. Ding ding ding. If you're a sadomasochistic sissy and you want to join. <laughs> Probably not the right group for you. There are plenty of other groups for you. Plenty. We just kind of don't want you pulling off our reasonably well-adjusted um, members. Yeah. But someone... You do what you want to do in the bedroom, y'all. Yeah, do what you want to do. Um, but so someone posted, though. It was really telling watching the... So, y'all, it's for any of you that don't know, that li- uh, that kind of don't know how this works, whenever you're uh, selling or what's called pitching a reality show you make like it's called a sizzle reel or a yes pilot. we should talk about this and uh well i think it it connects to chef mm-hmm. and so you make this sizzle reel mini pilot so one of our sister squad members posted the original sizzle reel that whitney used to shop around southern yeah. charm to bravo 
And it was originally, what was it called? Gentleman? Southern Gentleman. Southern Gentleman. It was all like with Thomas. Thomas and going, and this is the Ravenel Bridge. And uh, this is also named for my sister. Blah, blah, you blah. Know, all, and all, all this like garbage. All foghorn, leghorn. Uh-huh. All, oh, all, all, I told you about them all. All that. And the down, down, dug it in the swamp. And Francis Marion, he came, he was a swamp fox. Oh, I when I saw him on there, I was like, oh, I feel like, forget how much I hated you. But when you see Shep, too, you see Shep say, like, at you see Shep, you see that Shep hasn't really changed that much from when he pitched the show years ago. He's a young kid who doesn't want to work. He talks about his family's plantation. He talks yeah. about... The Boykins, which is what he is. Then they showed the Boykin Spaniel, which is my parents' dog. I knew you were going to fucking say that. My mother, my, my mother's dog, Muffin, who is still a terror, I hear, from the last time I <laughs> talked to them. I'm going to see her in about a week, and I will give a Muffin report. A Muffin report. So anyway. She bites. I would watch that on the because it's just telling how, boy, talk about seeing kind of just the... And I don't, it's not his fault he was born into it, but the entitlement of Shep yeah. and the way he talks about his family and there are all these tr- hunting trophies around this on- house. Honestly, it's gross. It didn't, it, it, it did not seem strange to me at all because that's the environment where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly, there's in South Carolina, everywhere, the, my house has, my dad has hunting trophies in my house. Not that there's anything wrong with the hunting. But no, I'm, I'm just saying that's so normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't even think it's gross. It's just part of it. I mean, it's a little gross to me, but I don't judge other people. I'm from Oklahoma. People hunt. You got to hunt deer because the, they're it, a nuisance. But it's the. <laughs> they are. They're like rats, tall but, rats in Oklahoma. But it's like, uh, it's the it's the perception. Uh, that's what hunting trophies are. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's more important. Um, anyway, y'all, I've got to say, that. it, it looked like, it looked like that, that, uh, that, video that or that sizzle was made with like the uh, the video equivalent of print shop <laughs> that we used to have it, it was like <laughs> it was a while ago there were like fireworks uh effects that was totally just stock photo <laughs> that's what you do i've made one that's what you do and the music was terrible wasn't great <laughs> and a print shop. Just wait for the very last moments of that. Oh, You'll never unsee it again. Ever. Oh, Whitney's there. He's, and he's for some reason they include. He's like, oh, oh he's like oh, opening a champagne bottle oh, at his crotch, and it looks like oh, he's coming, and it's disgusting. Oh, but oh, <laughs> like literally, that's exactly y'all, what happened. If someone pitched, if someone pitched that show now after Me Too, never, mouths never would drop. Don't you feel though? I feel Makes like feel good the earlier seasons, maybe maybe I'm just trying to justify from my own experience, the earlier seasons were edited better for Shep, and the last two, they just don't give a fuck anymore. I don't know. And they're showing him as the vicious... I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know if we... Maybe it's us. I, yeah. I think it's... I'll have to go back and look. Maybe it's the editing, and maybe he wasn't Tell like us what you think on the Sissy Squad. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into this. I just wanted to say first, overall, I felt so overall. I liked this season a lot. I mean, it was. Oh, we're talking about the season, but but I was going to say, but this reunion did it just when they were introducing all of them in the beginning. Andy's like, "Hey, Shep. Hey, Cameron." Did it just seem like 
they all just did not want to be there. Yes, and they all the felt they felt all that. felt tired. Um, and they all I I feel like they're all. That's why I, I said about three episodes ago, this group is broken, y'all. It is it's broken, and I feel like Cameron is the only. She's she's not really spending time a lot with them these days. She's doing her mom and her her Instagram target. Mm-hmm. Um. And Naomi's got on to another boyfriend. I think the girls really don't have much yeah. to do with the guys at all anymore. I think she, all of them. I think Chelsea, Naomi, Cameron. I they're I independent, independent women. They might see Craig some, but I don't. Yeah. I don't really think they hang out with the boys a lot. No, it started out as a really group of, of single young friends, and and the women grew up, and the men did not. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but Craig's pillows looked real cute on that they couch. Did. I'm gonna just talk about the the. Um, yeah, what did the you want to set. start with? I want to talk about the set, which looked like if hell was a budget beach rental. It, yes, the, the, <laughs> I enjoyed the bar though, even though yeah, it was but empty. Ch- it was just like these ugly rattan chairs that they found at like Cost Plus World Market. It did look like it's very Pier One. To yeah, me. it was oh worse. It was like Pier One, like Island Edition. It was bad, y'all. I used to love Pier One. I yeah, still no love, shit. I still love some things at Pier One. If you like Pier One, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> I thought it was. It's kind of basic. Sorry. They have good sales on things. They're good for like, Pier One is good for decorating for. Uh, it's like the way it's like uh, if you want to buy a trendy shirt, buy it at Target. Don't spend like two hundred dollars on a trendy shirt. Pier One's like if you want trendy decorations that you're going to just use like maybe one or two years. It's good for that. Okay, glad. I'm sure. We, glad we had that discussion. We, <laughs> that was helpful. Um, because you come for our shows for the insightful things about decorating. <laughs> no one ever God comments on the gay at all. Um. Anyway, I want to talk before we jump into the reunion itself. Let's talk about looks. Let's talk about who looks. 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 All right. Sorry. That was every terrible gay club you've ever been. It was. Why um, <laughs> be Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> There's a stranger in, in my house. Bum, bum. The all if you have ever if you've ever been in a gay club, it just tells you since the late nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where all mm-hmm. my gay club music comes from. Remember when you were in a gay club the first time, and there was that gay guy or who's like a DJ or remixer. And he did that. They came out with an album of it, actually. He remixed all of Whitney Houston. Yes. And we lost our goddamn mind. That was a big thing. That was a big... It's a big thing. When it was like... And I, 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 remember... Some guy just put his hand on the front of my pants. I was yes, <laughs> literally, and that's when goosh. <laughs> that's when another Any- gay angel <laughs> got not his wings but his dick sucked. <laughs> I got a every in his time. Butt. Every time some a Whitney Houston mix plays, <laughs> a gay angel gets a finger in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was the original Jimmy Stewart movie, <laughs> yeah, y'all. That was, that was the original quote. And then Hoover changed it. <laughs> Hoover. Hoover or who, was like nineteen twenty or nineteen ten. Eisenhower. Who was the one coming down? We're gonna move on. <laughs> God, this is, don't come to us for history, y'all. You're history. not gonna get anything. Okay, looks. Let's looks. 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 looks okay. Looks, what looks, looks? What did you? What? What? My favorite look. Mm-hmm. First of all, we have to put Catherine in a whole other. Uh, she's in her whole thing. She's in a. She's whole wearing thing. an extra organza thing. She's it's like, beautiful. This dress is big, y'all. And I agreed, and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Her makeup was like this crazy purple, but it <laughs> matched. It was pretty. I, I was just like, where are we? I, I did say the makeup was, it was like trying to match the set. I don't know what it was, was going It was on. a lot. Um, I I think Chelsea was my favorite look. The kind of the blue. Oh, really? Uh, blue number. That was yeah. my least favorite really? look. Really? Oh, felt I loved like it. It 90s prom-ish to me. I didn't love it. Well, no, it was kind of edgy. Um, No, I get that. I, I just, It just wasn't my favorite. No. Oh, I loved it. I loved the. Um, I didn't love the black bra underneath. I feel like they could have chosen something else. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But it was. It was at least it was trying to make a statement. Everybody else. Well, I think Cam's looked good. I liked Cam. Honestly, Craig was my favorite look. Well, yeah, I was for the men. Yeah, but I know. Craig but I looked, mean, usually you know you're going to pick a woman. But even compared to the women, I thought Craig oh, looked. Craig looked. His, it was tailored. Yeah. His. His hair looked good. The jacket he looked, looked good, great. y'all. He looked really good. But the other and Naomi, I went okay. It's from your collection. I get it. She's wearing LeBay. Looked like a sundress. Yeah, I was. I mean, honestly, I think of all the girls' looks, Danny's pantsuit next that we're going to see next wins for me because that's incredible. That she got at Gwen's. I think actually that Danny and Madison are kind of the. To me, I Madison's out. Her pantsuit's pretty too. We 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 can't even talk about that yet. I know, but we've already seen it. No, we haven't. We got just the, we're doing we this show the as if we're not seeing any of the other previews. Well, at the end, you see, I'm fine. Anyway, you're not doing this right. Um, uh, Boy, uh, he could just put that on a button and just sh- press it. Austin went to Tommy Bahama to get his outfit, and Shep, strangely enough, went to the men's warehouse because that suit is. Oversized and ugly. Why, why does his suits always look they horrible? Look He's the richest terrible. one there in his suits. Because you know that they have some guy named Louise who probably makes all their family suits. Louise? I don't know. I Louise? Just said it's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know what? I'm still know. having coffee. <laughs> okay. I'm, but I, still, why would he have the worst suit? They literally look like they aren't tailored Because he doesn't all. know. And also in the South, you... You just people just wear like light fitting, not restrictive clothing because it's hot. So everything is used to being kind of like uh, uh, loose. Do you think there's also for straight men there, especially there's this air of they almost can't care about their clothes because that's gay or feminine? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, Travis, Travis, T. Rab always had uh, kind of a look. It was always a nice, expensive suit. His suits always were tailored. Yeah. But Shep's are awful. They literally look like he got them at Goodwill. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Even like his his suit to Patricia's. Um, y'all, Poodle's having an allergy attack. <laughs> oh, g- good Lord. Okay. <laughs> I got oh, snot on my face, y'all. We're going to pause so Poodle no, I'm can. I'm fine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Y'all, it's hard being me. 
<laughs> I, he, he comes in and I have an allergy attack. It's not me. My eyes start itching. Anyway, everything. he looks like he shops at Goodwill. That's it was all bad. I say Let's that. jump into this show. Let's jump into this show. Uh, I, I you know always, what? I always tire of seeing Andy Cohen. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I will. Say, I, I thought he asked. I mean, I'm sure somebody wrote them for him, but he pressed them on questions and he issues. Did. This show, he I did. thought better than he's ever done. And yeah, I enjoyed he that. usually is trying to be funny, and it's usually it's kind of creepy. And this time he was very serious and kind of like, uh, "Fuck you, I'm coming for you." And I like that. He was more a. a Pressing Shep, especially. Yes, I liked it. But you know what? Does it matter? Because are we all really here? <laughs> I mean, it's just... None, of this, a, none of this matters. We've been I around for 20,000 years. This I is mean, just a blip. We're just, uh, we're just a piece of a speck on a really big beach, y'all. I'd fuck me. <laughs> I'd it try to get my dick to move around every night, but it won't work. Anyway, <laughs> but he started. Shep started going into this weird existential, existential rant. rant, and then everyone else apparently he's done it before because they all had the reaction of like, "Don't go there." And, and I was like, "Don't get big picture with us when you have been reductive and venal to everyone all season." Don't get apologetic. My favorite was I apologize to anybody I've upset. I've said that before in, a, in, a, in an evening where everyone has either confronted me. If I've been a bad, I'm like, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry for anybody I've hurt. And that is a non-apology. <laughs> it's a non-apology. You know what? I did that game nights when I, I don't freak know out. That it's true. He does freak out at game nights. He's one of those that will try to throw the board. I don't do well in group <laughs> in group uh, competition. Um well, unless you do well. Well, actually, well, no. unless I win, and then I'm a bad winner. You're a horrible winner. Well, it's because sometimes you, I'm put on teams with people who are losers. And then you, he's one of those winners. And that, I will blame other people. That literally looks at you and says, "Suck it, you're oh, losing." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll say something. We are dominating because <laughs> I was brought up in a family who competed, and I was brought up in a family of sore winners because my mother. When she would not win, would accuse the other team of cheating. <laughs> As Cameron said to Shep, you might want to dig deep about that. <laughs> um, here, the thing that kind of was so, again, what I when Shep was going on about that, I thought. But instead, what a, if we're going to talk this deep, abstract, existential bullshit? Which that's fine. I can go there. But at the same time, I'm like, but. You should – how sad that is for you that you actually should look at – we've been around for 20 fucking thousand years, so right now and how we treat people really all – is all that it's actually all that matters. matters. And the idea of him saying you smile and make – don't make people feel good. How was it? And smile then, and make people where, – where's the quote? Um, just I wrote it down. Smile and try to, you know. And in the same, in the same breath, he said – you punch first. You punch first. I'll punch last. But when Andy turned to him and said, "Did you do that this season?" Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, by the way, just smile and don't hurt anyone. That's it. This is never going to happen. But y'all, if we could make this happen, some of y'all are from Charleston. Maybe y'all know some people on the show. I really want Jake to get on this show because you're <laughs> from South Carolina, and you know what? 
a fight between you and Shep would be one of the most oh, epic things. Oh, we would go at it. We'd go at it. I can tell you it that because be he like represents. It would be like two Rottweilers going at it, and you would eventually destroy him. I have a lot of uh, Shep-isms in me that I try to repress. But you know what? Um, I think that's such a good example. When Shep was talking about, he launched in, uh, we talked about this a little bit on after. This girl said, you know, I understand Shep more because he talks about coming from this culture and that his grandma used to yeah, call it's super toxic Zero Beach and all yeah. that. She's like, so I understand him more. And I said, but that's fucking bullshit. Because you know what? You're a 40-year-old man, and you are a perfect example of someone who was raised in this culture. And as you get older, you decide, you decide even though you were raised in this, and I don't think your parents were probably like Shep's parents. But no, still, but yeah, it's a culture. But you made a choice that you are not going to look at people that way, yes. and you are not going to be classic. Yeah, but I had, I will say this, in, not to defend him, but I had to go outside of it. Well, and also He's you were still been there. You were a big faggot, so <laughs> you were a little bit outside of it and not in the mainstream. Uh, but he, he, uh, he's still there. And if yeah. he was to go to the Bahamas like Craig, or go somewhere else, which he won't, because if he stays there, he doesn't have to grow up, and he's going to be enabled for the rest of his life. Yeah. So they're going to. Jeff is never going to change unless all his enablers say we're not going to enable you anymore, or we're not going to. And I wrote this down because I think this gets at the very core of Shep's issues in in South Carolina and in a lot of <clears throat> deep South states. There's a culture of men, especially he keeps calling it the elder statesmen, mm-hmm. who hold court. And it's like an acceptable thing for everyone to defer to them and like they, t- they did for Travis. And they talk about that on that that um, sizzle reel. Too. Yes. And it's like an acceptable thing, and everyone lets the oldest person kind of bullshit, this bullshittery, have their way. And everyone is kind of like, but but everyone else kind of is younger than Shep, and no one's really letting Shep do it anymore. Craig and Austin, mm-hmm. they're just like, I don't really give a shit about this. It, it is like he's like a grandpa. Like, yeah, he's and so he, archaic. And now, and now, and they're not letting him do it, that's when he gets upset. You, yeah. He's acting out of anger because he doesn't feel respected. That's that's kind of where I came to, and so it's mm-hmm. he's act, the anger is coming from no one is taking your words seriously. No one's letting no one's letting you be the marriageable a bullshit town, mm-hmm. as one of our sissy squad members said. He he just bullshits and bullshits, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's Shep." No Grandpa one's letting Shep. him do it anymore. But that also makes sense too, because whenever when Cameron was pressing him. Which, yeah, a lot of people dig on Cameron, but I, I actually liked how she kind of pressed him on this. Um, but Shep literally could not accept responsibility for any of his actions, mm-hmm. and that goes in line with that gives me context in what you're saying. That of course, how could he accept responsibilities for his actions? Because no one, hold, if he's part of that club, then right. no one holds him accountable for any of that. I agree. Um. Uh, no, anyway, sad. It's, uh, sad life. Uh, yeah, I I don't think he'll change unless they all decide they're not going to enable him anymore. Do you think he'll want to be on the show next season? Yeah, because it's fame. He's a he's a gross Bravo celebrity because he likes it. That's probably true. There's always pictures of him with like Captain Lee and um, with the housewives. He's he likes it. Oh yeah, he'll do it. 
I think next season is going to be the last season. I Probably. When you said earlier that you thought this season was good, I didn't. I thought it was bad. You know, you know what I thought it was. It was. I thought it was good, and then I thought it was much more what real life breakdown of friendships are. Whereas normally, oh. we, whereas normally we have like I've normally Thomas or Ashley are Disney villains. Yeah, they're this extreme version that we can easily hate and laugh at, but it's not close to our life at all. Oh, I found it just less than interesting. But I thought it was interesting because we saw. Yeah. Because uh, we all know, an, we maybe don't all know a Shep, but we all know an Austin. We all know a Craig. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I want to get into, uh, speaking of Craig, um, we already said he looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. Craig's voice, I don't know what he did the night before. Adderall. It's really, it was so damaged. Also, Annie Cohen had some sorority voice. Andy Cohen always the, does. Y'all, the general vocal health of this cast concerns me. Well, Andy Cohen's always smoking the doobie. Is that it? That's not good for they your can vocal do a cords. Bong. I know, but that's still doing that. It's yeah. Not, you're trying to hold it in. It's not good for your vocal cords. <laughs> so that's your impression of someone who's smoking a doobie? Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with smoking a doobie, but y'all, if you smoke, think if you're smoking hot smoke down your vocal cords, it's not good no, for you. No, it's him. not good. Um... I want to talk about let's Take talk an about, edible. Let's talk about Cam and uh, bringing up Palmer. And she did. We we talked about this controversy earlier that Cameron uh, Cameron was complaining about her mommy problems that she wanted to work, but she was she was getting the idea she was she was being kind of coming from a place of privilege because she got to stay home with her kids. Mm-hmm. She economically could, and uh, she did. She talked about the blowback, and she's like, I really I felt really arrogant after that. Yeah. I felt really so. I'm glad she kind of uh, realized that. I just want to put up, uh, talk about one more thing about Cam. She was in the real world, and she did hook up with that Brad guy who was hot. I watched that. I forgot. And the rumor is he has an enormous penis, and you can kind of see it uh, in the show. And I forgot about it. And I remember thinking, I bet he has a big penis. So even my BDF was working then. Then I bet Jason has one too. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it is completely acceptable. Cameron's ridden that horse, and she decided mm-hmm. she's just going to go out to pasture with ridden the doctor. Ridden that Italian stallion of like, Brad. I'm going to go for something. Don't like this, and was in it was in a fight with someone later. But the way he kissed her too, he was like, oh, oh yeah, that was, was a drunken tongue swapping. Oh, it's just like, oh man, oh Brad, oh, man. He was on like the challenge a couple times and seemed kind of roided up. I wonder what he's doing now. Mm, nothing <laughs> I do feel like I do feel like I kind of Speaking of context I do understand where Cam I don't think Cam Yes Cameron has privilege And I love that she talked about that And she owned that But also I just want to say And maybe come at us Some women on the south And the squad If you relate to this too I feel like A lot of people think That women are can All do what they want They work They have a household But in parts of the Deep South especially, people, some men still expect their wives yeah. to Andy stay home. Yep. And it's not even just the men. Some of these girls' mothers 
yeah. that are great. They expect their daughter to stay home. So I feel like Cameron was, her mom's not like that, thank no. God. But I still think she's probably dealing, she's in the sea of that. So I can see where some women probably are staying home and yep. don't want to. Um, if Thomas had been there, he was like, yeah, I would rather my, I'd rather, uh, uh, I'd rather my wife stay home and raise our yep. children. I, I just think, especially if you're a woman in today's day and age, really look at how you can support other women instead right. of coming at them because everybody has a story that means something to them. That is so true. And Craig is like, it's her choice. <laughs> Men, you can just fucking eviscerate. You know yeah. why? Because they've had their thousand years. It's true. We don't need it anymore. Longer than that. Yeah, longer than that. Um, 20,000 years and it, nothing matters. <laughs> Gosh, we're just a speck. Um... I really did. I, I will say one thing about Cameron. You guys, I, I, I love this description. She says, once you have a child, the part of your brain opens and you feel all these emotions you have never felt before. Jake will never feel that. <laughs> I'm not having children. That was beautiful, though. I that know. I love emotional. that. I love that. Is that way it was? I was going to ask our listeners. It was. Is that was it that way for you? Were there some or I've, I've known some women and even some fathers who have been like. Some, I'm waiting for things to change, and it never did. I think it's everyone has their journey. Yeah. I did love that when Cameron was saying Cameron was kind of beating up on herself a little bit, and I loved it when Catherine defended her. Yes, that was like mother She's to like, mother. You are an amazing mother, mother to mother, sister to sister. And then when he asked the guys, boy, this says something. Where Austin and Shep both, you could tell, were kind of like. Yeah, the woman ought to stay home. And, and then Craig's like, Craig's like, it's her decision. No, he said, I don't think that's my decision. Oh, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. And I'm like, Craig is such a renaissance man. Well, he was raised in Baltimore. or was raised in Maryland. It's true. Yeah, he's not Southern. Um. Anyway, y'all. Anyway. So I think that's enough about Cameron and Chip. She's not going to hire yeah. Nanny, y'all. They talk a little bit. Um. Uh, Let's see. We talked about, oh, I we're, like we're, that we, Andy. We don't. Went after one more thing about Shep, I because I never thought I we talk about Shep's elitism and snobbery, but I like that Andy really went at it. He's like, at the root of this is your anger. Yeah, like, where does this anger come from? And they really went at him like that. And he has no self awareness to know where that is. Even Cameron was like, you really need to look at that and see where do you think his anger comes from? What well, you said earlier. I said it earlier. You think yeah, that that's what disrespect. makes him anger? He he doesn't feel like he's being respected. He sees all of right. his he sees all of his father's generation and grandfather's generation that people respect him when he walks into a room. You see the way he talked about yeah. his family and that sizzle and 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 family and respect and uh, and being deferred to is the most important thing. And he doesn't feel like he's being deferred to. I think you are exactly right. Thank you. Where's your pillow? <laughs> Where's your you it's were right, right there. pillow? Um, I'm too hot to get it right y'all, now. Y'all, there was a moment of the show where Poodle, um, as he says, flooded his basement. <laughs> Go ahead and do the sound effect. Whoosh! And that's uh, when Craig said, I don't understand boxers. And then Chelsea's like, but you don't wear underwear normally. He's no, like, no, I don't. I did. I and flooded Jake my basement. got an erection you heard. You heard it from North Hollywood. We weren't watching the same, but yes, I heard... Yeah. <laughs> I wrote Old Faithful is about to spout. <laughs> she's all she's so regular. I wrote down Craig, period, doesn't, period, wear, period, underwear, period, on the daily, period. 
and that's all I wrote. Uh, that's going to have me a lot to think about. <laughs> and I may have to excuse myself into an interior room. Um, yes. And then there was a little bit of crosstalk with Naomi and Craig. And, and it, I think Craig has finally gotten over her. Everyone was kind of the consensus was. They all raised their hand. But do you feel like he's over her? Yeah. I do too. Um, I, I did enjoy her giving him giving her a Rice Krispie treat. I did, and that and that took that took forethought. It's yeah. Like she's like, when did you get this? And you know, Matul. I don't know. Matul. I'm sure is a lovely person. He's not. Um. Yeah. What did you think about all that when? Because Andy brought that up. How people well, criticize. It could have been. He's not a regular on the show. Uh-huh. It could have been that they were filming something just to be controversial mm-hmm. about Matul. But I'm sorry, anyone. I. It built bullying every, and I just don't, I don't think anyone should have that kind of discussion. Now, Craig and Naomi were not good together. They oh, were no. super toxic. She's definitely, and I think of the relationship spectrum, probably um, uh, not married, but dated up. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't like him. Well, maybe it's his culture, because he's Indian. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Maybe he's engine. <laughs> Batul was born in D.C. Oh. <laughs> Jeff's face oh. and everybody was just like. And he oh. whispered, he's like, male-dominated culture. Male-dominated trying, culture. Trying to be professor again. You Boy, you've really, you've hit on it. It is he wants to be, he wants the to be. The smartest person in the he room. He wants to be Papa. He wants to be Papa, exactly. Sitting on that, sitting on that box. And everyone's surrounding every- him because in my family, that's what the, the oldest one does. What's the What's the one from, uh, what's the old guy, Glass Menagerie? No one. <laughs> or not, uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, Big Daddy, yeah. He wants to be Big Daddy. <laughs> that's all right. I could you know, Glass be. Menagerie. You know the male. The, not the, Glass the very, Menagerie. The very famous male in that. <laughs> you should have seen my face. Y'all were still waking up. No, he was, you're still waking up. He's, he does want to be Big Daddy. Um, anyhow, I, um, don't, I don't know. Cameron really seems to like, I know she obviously crushes on Matul, but she even said, like, I think he's a sweetheart. I kind of think there's a little bit, there's a little bit of both in that. Uh, there's a little bit that um, I think he is kind of probably a bit of a dick, but I also think that. We probably saw the worst. We yes. probably and saw I the worst. And I think that he's, you know how sometimes people, you love someone and you tease them and you think it's fun. And then sometimes they, you think you're being fun with them and then they come and say, hey, that actually hurts. I, he might not have an awareness. I don't know. Um, I don't care that much about the relationship to go into it. I, I just, I, not to both sides it because I don't want to, but. To it. I, no, I'm saying I don't want to both sides like you just did. <laughs> That's that's, that's what I'm what, sorry. That's where I live. I'm a therapist. I see I all sides. Both, I don't want to both sides of like Trump. I'm it, saying it that's dr- where drives Jake crazy when I don't take a side. Um, no, I'm saying uh, I, uh, I I I I I just don't think I in for Naomi's perspective when she was defending him, it was it very it felt very she got like, defensive. She got super defensive mm-hmm. in a way that isn't healthy. I agree with that. Um, I said that so on that, After Buzz, actually. The, that makes me think th- she could have taken that and gone, yeah, we um, those are probably some things we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Or 
or yeah, you saw him on a on a rough day, and that wasn't that wasn't a good thing. She's like, he was really trying to help me, and blah blah blah. It feels like abusive. It really feels like abusive behavior uh, when women talk about it that way. Mm-hmm. It w- made me feel gross. Anyway, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong. Let's jump into um, Craig's pillow talk. <laughs> I, again, I just want to say something that I. Every there's yes, there's a lot of shit in this shit show, but every once in a while there's just like a little a little glitter that just makes me go, Oh, humanity. When Craig was talking about Anna Hayward, his assistant. Yes. And Craig I really just even though he's such a hot mess sometimes, I love him more and more. Like when he said I hired her because when I came back from the Bahama I have all this uh, anxiety. Mail. He said, and the anxiety of, of finding out what's there is so bad I don't want to see and it. And Catherine's like same, same. And the, but I've been there. I think we've all been there. And so I just I think there's a lot of people feel like with mental health stuff, you should be able to handle it on your own or everything you should. It's this whole culture, especially in the United States, of you pick yourself up or this individualistic society. And you do it all yourself and you make and your own And we only man. want immigrants who can do that. Exactly. And you you do it all yourself and you do it all perfectly. And I I love that he... There's really beauty in knowing your limits. Yeah. He's, I never thought I would say this. Craig is probably the most enlightened cast member the, of, yeah, of this season. And we'll get into this in a minute, but the re, I mean, really, I think all Craig's problems come from addiction, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Really. I think if he really gets his addiction under control, he will be a very level-headed person. Hmm. So the Adderall? Y'all. It, was, it was confirmed, though. It, people speculated that thought it was cocaine and a lot of other things, but it was Adderall. I think it's more than Adderall. Yeah, I think probably. Y'all. Yeah, it's we're gonna I, when we talk about Catherine, I want to get into that too. But you know, it's very if you listen, if you listen, listen. <laughs> um, that's still a terrible song from that movie, and I'm not gonna be okay with you talking about it like it is. It's a terrible song from Dream Girls. I didn't Girls. say it was good. I was just singing it. Yeah, but you like it. I don't, I don't I did get like it. it with Beyonce, did it? Um, but when Austin called Craig a crackhead, you don't call oh, someone. Oh, that was terrible. You don't call someone a crackhead who's on Adderall. Yeah. You call someone a crackhead who's on crack or cocaine. Also, it just felt like a really nasty dig. But he said it, and it came out in this moment. Uh, I think it was an honest moment, and I think it's telling that Adderall's not the only thing there. Huh. Hmm. Maybe. Um, The nail painted was confirmed, by the way. Yes, it was. The painted nail for the charity. It was. Yeah, sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, Um, Craig is not a layer. I loved when Cameron said that. (laughs) That was a nice quote and quotable. I can see that. But let's talk a little. Let's jump into that. Um, I don't know much about Adderall. Do you know a lot about um, that or no? It's like a ADD drug. I mean, I do know. I, I've never taken it. Have you? That's what no. I meant to ask. That you were the last person that needs to take Adderall. <laughs> I used to take my friend's Ritalin sometimes. Did it help you? Yeah. Focus. I, I, I No, I was diagnosed ADHD as a child. Oh, yeah. Definitely had it. <laughs> Jake takes Adderall and I come over and he's just built a whole new building. <laughs> Remodel his entire. What did you do? Oh, I just was up, you know, for four days. I know friends who take it just to like get stuff done. Um, yeah. I can see, I can see me doing that, 
But um, I was diagnosed ADHD as a child, and and they suggested put me on medication. My mother said, "I will not medicate my child because my child is showing his own impulses." Because I had, and then they decided the best thing for me to do was to skip a grade. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> They don't do that <laughs> because anymore. they need to socialize children, but they needed to get me out of that class because this was um, he was literally climbing bookshelves. Yeah, I was, I was, I was bored. I was bored, and I was ahead of the kids. So the so- solution was to put me so I was where I was socially uh, below everybody else. You were lucky you had the parents you had. Yeah, I was not medicated, but still a yeah. lot of. Parents wouldn't but advocate. But when I when I did take my friend's Ritalin, I felt very focused and normal. Not that there's anything wrong. But I will say this. Medicine. I will say this. I'm a I'm a. Uh, this is not tuning my own horn. I'm a very creative person. I have kind of creative, crazy thoughts all the time. Mm-hmm. I would really hate if that went away. Mm-hmm. And when I would take Ritalin, that's what it would feel like. You'd kind of feel like a robot. Mm. Robot who does chores. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and I I would never want to. I'm not saying Adderall's great for everybody. You know, Adderall's great for if you use it, great. Yeah. Um, but it it took everything away. That's why me. a lot of bipolar people stop their medicine because they don't have mania anymore. Yeah, they but don't feel creative. My exactly. Yeah, yeah. they feel like but they bipolar feel muted. is a little extreme. Yeah, you could probably get there one day. I think so. <laughs> If I worked hard enough. If you worked hard enough. If you worked hard enough. If I pull get... myself up by my bootstraps like immigrants. Yeah, you could you could do that. Um, should we get into Catherine? Yeah, because I feel like we're done with, uh, yeah, we're done with Craig and everything. So, yeah, let's just jump into Catherine. Um, uh, She's still dating Hunter. They're yeah. still together. That's going strong. Let's just get to, let's just get to what everybody's wondering. The elephant wondering. in the room. Um. Y'all, Poodle, I just have a question for you. What is your definition of sober? Um, and I think, I mean this in all seriousness, what is your definition of sober? Mine is probably... <laughs> Not that you ever are. <laughs> Something I never want to be. That's it. <laughs> That's it? Maybe a Sunday morning. <laughs> That's sobriety to me. Right after eating a biscuit that absorbs that last bit of Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Um, you know, this is tricky because some people I do in the South, it's very common. Like they're like, oh, I can handle drinking. Drinking is just like a normal thing. So when people talk about sobriety, um, I could see how someone would not smoke weed and then would still drink. But at the same time, in an addiction standpoint, it seems like you shouldn't have anything that alters your mood. Mm-hmm. That's me. What do you think? Well, I think the whole AA model of sobriety and being stone cold sober and all, that does work for a lot of people. And in my, you know, I kind of thought that was the only way. And then, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I... I've never had an experience with uh, drugs, so I didn't know about it. But I, I 
when I was doing in college, I co-facilitated a crystal meth recovery group for men for like a year. So I learned a lot about addiction in that. So obviously there's harm and reduction, which is a valid point for people. And it's, mm-hmm. and it, for those of you who don't know what harm reduction is, that is the model of if you can't be sober, it's like when you give you can take one addicts, you away. give them clean needles. So then they're not yeah. using bad needles, things like that. And so it's kind of like for Catherine, well, if, if, if alcohol and she has a drink every once in a while is the worst of the or is the best of the, the kind best of, of offenders, then does that still give her a better quality of life if being sober is not an option for her right now? So I guess so. It's the best of what she can do. I'm not judging for that. I just feel like but if you're drinking, that to me is not the word sober. Like then you're you, that let's not talk about your sobriety because you're not sober. You're drinking, so that worries me a little bit. Because when when someone struggling with addiction doesn't claim responsibility just for, not in a negative way, but just say this is where I'm at. I'm not sober right now. I drink some. Yeah, and she's in a custody battle, and I feel like that's yeah. that's what was happening. But also too, y'all, I think that it a little bit, not a little bit, like Craig. I'm just gonna be real, y'all. Just from people that. I we know that some some people because we live in LA and so we know people that work in the business and that have been you know I remember last year a friend of a friend who worked on the show y'all Adderall and booze are the least of the drugs that these people have used I'm sure yeah so I there there I'm sure have been oh I don't think but but opioids cocaine oh yeah that's the kind of if you look at the behavior and as somebody who ended up working in that field. Weed and alcohol do not give you the reactions that Craig or even Austin or even um, or Catherine. And I actually think even probably remember that season like two or three years ago where Naomi was just crazy all the time. Yeah. Pretty sure that's probably when she, I bet she was partying more, much more. Than okay. I, so maybe all a lot of these problems are due to drugs. I think a lot. It's like this. I, you know, y'all, cocaine on that set, I'm sure, or on that show, just flows. Y'all, people, some people that work on this show that are on crew are just are have to sign non disclosure agreements, and our mouths are dropped. If they filmed probably some of what these people really did, oh, I'm sure. I think, and I think it's like a family. What will devastate a family and break a family apart more than anything? Addiction. And you just said earlier, Poodle, that this fa- that they look broken, like a broken family. And I'm just saying, I think it's a lot of drugs. Sorry, I so brought it down. So what a nice way to kind of wrap up the first part of our... Anyway. Uh, I want to end just with a little bit about Catherine, even though she was kind of self-destructing uh, at the mm-hmm. end. When she said, and she's like, when she was on the show, Watch What Happens Live with Patricia, and they said, Austin, uh, so like, Who? And he's like, why would you say that? Uh, And she's like, I'm sorry. I find you boring sometimes. And I said, I think to Catherine, same. (laughs) And all of America who watched the show thinks that. It wasn't nice, but it was honest. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to be honest. That's me. I'm 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 rarely nice. Welcome to my blessing and to my curse. I am kind. I am kind. I am rarely nice, and I am almost always honest. We can talk about your definition of kind. <laughs> That's no, it, are. y'all, for the first part That's of this. It. What? Let us know what you thought about the first part. We don't of this have reunion. a. Your mama done told me because I, because there wasn't anything on your this mama show. done told me. Don't take Adderall. <laughs> That's what my mama told me. 
And I didn't. My mama done told me, take care of your voice. Yes, she because did. Because it's the only thing you have. You'll sound like Craig. It's true, y'all. Anyway. So let us know. You know where to find us on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me at the Matt Mar, two T's, two R's. And at, you can find Jake at Jake at it. At Jake it or fake it. At Jake it or fake it. Y'all, our sissy squad's growing. It's really just becoming a life of its own. I love it. Like a bacterial infection. That you just can't get rid of because <laughs> that dick is so sweet. That's our that's our sissy squad, y'all. So join our private group. You sweet, can do this. Sweet dick. Sweet, sweet dick. And you can find all of our other shows and everything on our podcast network at sissy that. And we talk. have a big com. announcement. Probably well, we next, already, we, we announced it. Everybody right. knows it. But it, it is, our 90 Days Gays show is coming out soon. We've recorded the first three episodes, and I'm putting them up. They should be out and next week. And y'all, it's going to be, if you don't watch the show, 90, 90 Day Fiance, you need to jump on the crazy train. We have some people that have said, you know, this is true. Y'all, me, a lot of men watch this show, so this is a show you could watch with your husband or crossover. partner. Maybe, maybe straight men will now, we'll have a straight man. <laughs> A, we'll call it a straight squad. Sissy squad, straight edition. Straight sissies. Yeah, that that would that would do great for the yeah. people who are coming in. They'd be really blown yeah, up. Yeah, we'll get a lot of more sissies. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt. And they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all come come back back now, now, you hear? hear?